Welcome back to the Bendy and Philby show. After a long hiatus, we're getting the band back together. Sitting next to me is my good friend Philby. Hello! And a new uh, addition we are adding our good friend Bees. Hi. That's Bees. Jumping right into things, uh, one of our favorite shows has just recently returned uh, via Netflix. It's a semi-original show. It was the fourth season of uh, Arrested Development. Philby, what were your thoughts on the new season of Arrested Development? First, I'd like to mention that this show is sponsored by A, Wine in a Mug, It's Not Joe, What Do You Know, and B, Jack Link's Beef and Cheese, brought to you by Jack Link's Beef and Cheese. Um, uh, What I thought about the fourth season, I thought that they really kind of lost the... Everybody said that George Michael was the character that everybody bonded with, but... Michael Bluth was the one who I thought was the most uh, cohesive out of a, the one who I felt was the best bond to. George Michael was just so awkward. Michael was the one who everybody felt for. And they really kind of led that character stray this season. But overall, it was worth watching all 15 or 16 episodes in a row. Beast, did you like the new format of the, the characters all kind of running concurrent instead of episodes with everyone all together. I get why people had issues with it, and I admit that at first it was a little off-putting, but as the more you watch, I think the more it worked, the more it came together, and it, especially with the new format, since they're all being released at once, it makes sense to do a different uh, approach to it, you know, plot-wise. Do you think it was intentional that they had everyone separated, or do you think it was more because of actors' availability? I mean, I know a lot of people were green-screened in. Oh, I think they've said it's because of actor availability. Actually, if you notice... I can say spoilers. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we're assuming everyone's seen Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, if you notice, the one scene that they're all in is that party, George. what turns out to be George Michael's graduation party, and it's cool because, and I have to admit, this is not entirely my original thoughts my brothers but uh in the first episode you know it's just like michael his parents and buster you see there and then it pulls back in the next episode and like Lindsay's there and it pulls back and every time it, every episode it pulls back more and then you find out it's george michael's graduation party and they're all there and that's kind of the central hub around which all the other events occur aside from of course cinco de cuatro but people thought that the People liked the repetition within the episodes in the original three seasons, but people really thought it was a stretch to... They thought it was too repetitious this time around. Well, that's really more how you watch it, though, I would say. People said... But people just did not like... that. That's the general view. I think you're, you're more rewarded, though, for binge-watching it all together. I think and seeing I'm, how it all comes together at the end. I think it's rewarded even watching episodes... Repeated times. Mitch Her- but Mitch Hurwitz came out and said, don't watch them all at once. Eh. And he tweeted, don't watch them all at once, and he tweeted that you should watch them if all at once. If they didn't want people to watch them all at once, then they shouldn't have released them all together. Agreed. I would say you watch it how you want to watch it. If you want to binge watch it, fine, because you're probably going to want to watch it again. I'm watching it a second time currently. I'm like two-thirds of the way through, and I'm picking up on a lot more. I even just watched the first three seasons, and I'm still, still picking up on jokes that I never caught before. So, it's really a show that demands repeated viewings. Food for thought, who was the best character on the new season? I'll go ahead and say it has to be Tobias. His episodes were by far the strongest episodes. Maybe it's just because I like him a lot, but I thought just everything down to his license plate, the gag with that, and him going to the methadone clinic thinking it was the <laughs> method one acting clinic to everything else he did. 
I would say I would agree either him, especially since they didn't keep doing the same jokes with him entirely. They did a little, but it wasn't. They, it was a new kind of joke. Um, I don't know exactly what, but I would say him or Job. The scene with Job and Tony Wonder where they kept going, same, same. That was probably my second favorite episode. Job was my favorite. Every time they cut away to the sound of silence, just him kind of (laughs) with his dense stare. Mariachi band. (laughs) Just the the sound of silence just cracked me up every single time. That was the gag I liked, the running gag I liked. Can I address something you said about Michael? Because this is a thought I had. Apparently I'm not the first one to have it, but I did have it originally. Faker. Yeah, Faker. Um, About Michael, not... uh, Clearly he's more of a... He's more self, clearly self-involved in this season. I would say that he was always self-involved. You just didn't... It wasn't as obvious in the first three seasons. I would compare it to Godfather and Godfather 2. In Godfather, Michael Corleone is like the likable one. He kind of doesn't want to be a bad guy, and he turns into a bad guy. And people who apparently... This is what I've heard. This is... I, don't, I can't point to any literature that actually supports this right now, but... Michael Corleone, people watch that movie and they're like, oh, he, this is cool, He's, this family's cool. And they basically had to make Godfather 2 to show you Michael's not a good guy. And Arrested Development Season 4 is kind of the Godfather 2. It shows you Michael was always a bad guy, just just as bad as the rest of them. A yeah, uh, self-involved guy like the rest of them. Well, right. If you, watch bad, Breaking bad, bad, it's a, if you watch Breaking Bad, it's the same thing. Right. They turn Brian Cranston into a terrible person, yet people still always root for him. Exactly. And that was the thing. is It was such a drastic change uh, between... Uh, to me, it was, it was semi-evident that Michael was doing these things for the benefit of himself and then the benefit of the family. But living with his son at college, that running gag, <laughs> uh, that just drove me crazy. Because that was I thought that was one of the strongest parts. I did too. That was just completely... Well, I mean, a decade has elapsed since the final uh, season before that. So, I mean, they had to do something. They said going in that it wouldn't be the same Arrested Development. And I think they showed it, like, with the mailman dying. Like, you see Michael's not... He's not evil. He's not... When I said bad guy, I meant that loosely. Well, it also reminded me a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Which I love. Which was... That's my favorite. Yeah, really. So like probably Pirates. the only three, the only two or three people that can agree that we like the second Pirates I of the Caribbean. I like Pirates of the Caribbean one over the Pirates of the Caribbean two. But what Pirates of the Caribbean two to me was was just a we made so much money on one. Guess what? We're making a third. Let's lead into the third. And so season four, this didn't seem to have any closure because they're leading to a movie and or a they fifth said, season. yeah maybe another season but I think if they did another season they would re- they would make more of an effort to get the actors together I mean they, they've bought time now to do it and I actually do agree with you with that, on that I think it's a great season finale not a great series finale I, I like everything that happened in this but I do not want this to be the end and I won't be happy if this is all there is I think they they pretty much set it up for that though I mean, oh, you, I you yeah. can't end it on that there wasn't even it wasn't I don't even think it was supposed to be ambiguous it wasn't like the ending of the Supreme or like cut to black or even anything like that. Isn't it Sally Sitwell versus Lindsay in a political race now? Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. it will be. I know there's it's the last moment. It's such a cathartic moment between George Michael and Michael. And he hits him. He just socked him, and that's like the big mystery throughout the whole se- series is or season uh, that he has a black eye. And you don't know why up until that moment. Oh, yeah. See, have to see? watch it again. Comes full circle. <laughs> uh-huh. You saw the um, season one through three wrap up in the mural behind him in Phoenix. No, you didn't see. Oh that? my god, I missed that. Oh, what wrap up! In, I didn't realize in the the first 
Michael episode, whenever he flies from mm-hmm. Fe- into Phoenix, he arrives at the, the airport. Joke. They make the Pittsburgh yeah. joke. <laughs> and he was walking, and there's a season by season wrap up in a mural behind him where there's the banana stand behind him. There's all. Really? Yeah. See? Um, Didn't catch it. Well, gotta watch it a third time, I exactly. guess. Exactly. What you'll now hear is a little treat. If you don't watch Game of Thrones or you haven't caught up with the third season, you can fast forward a little bit, but. What you're about to hear is Philby's reaction to the Red Wedding, and without further ado, here it is. Uh oh. violence and no boobs. Philby, your immediate thoughts on what you just witnessed? That was insane. I am speechless. I'm kind of frustrated. I think I was reading at work when I read the book, and he really does build that tension as well as in the episode. Like, you, you're, re- you're turning the pages, you're going, this isn't right, something bad's gonna happen, oh no, oh no, no, no! I mean, he really, lay, they lay on the guilt trip the whole season, too. Especially without oh, being pregnant. Like, I'm gonna name the baby Ned, and then... And that's... Bam! Not in the book. Like, she's barely a character. The wife of Rob Stark, excuse me, is barely a character in the book. And she's not even at the wedding in the book, I think. And, Philby, if you noticed, you you could see Tywin Lannister writing those letters all season. Right. That was right. him plotting the wedding. Oh. The Lannisters send their regards. Wow. It reminds me of the, the stand. Like, halfway through that book, Stephen King hit a block, and he could only break through it by having a bomb happen in the book. And blow up like half of the characters. Kind of reminds me of Miller's Crossing, and the amount of, one of the Coen Brothers flicks. Yeah, yeah. It was just the violence and the I'm going to not I'm going to betray him, but it's only to get on the inside so that I can actually triple betray somebody else. <laughs> well, even people who have read the book weren't prepared for the stabbing of the girl because in the book the wife's not even a character and she's not even there but in this one they walk right up and stab her right in the belly repeated times just uh, twisting the knife god that was wow it's painful I wow I mean so, so where do you see things going from here I have as a no non-book idea. reader <laughs> I have no idea being that I'm not a book reader I have no idea where this goes that was I'm still I don't know. I'm speechless. We had to like put on a comedy or something after we watched that <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago. We, we, Veep is on right after. Yeah, we <laughs> couldn't we couldn't watch Veep. We, we need to turn it off. Can we throw on some Parks and Recreation right now or something? Because I kind of need to relax a little bit. Leslie and Ben's new, uh, wedding episode. Yeah, Leslie and Ben's wedding episode where it isn't so violent. <laughs> I have not seen that much throat slashing since Braveheart. 
Really? Was there yeah. a lot in Braveheart? There was oh, yeah. a ton in Braveheart. They wow. kill his, his first wife. They kill his wife. Well, his only slashing. wife. And then he gets revenge. He vengeances her on the British soldier. And then after that, it's just a free-for-all. It's a Ted Nugent free-for-all on the rest of the field. Go ahead. No. Uh, I was going to say, how do you feel about them actually showing the violence? Up until now, for the most part, at least sometimes, they cut away, like, chemo. Like, they cut away from that Stark getting his head chopped off. How do you feel about them showing the violence very, no pun intended, starkly? Uh, I think they were trying to be more... I mean, it's more... Oh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for right now. Shock value. Well, yeah, that's the one. That's they. They wanted to surprise people with it this time, and they wanted to be very cinematic and very dramatic with the Stark, you know, beheading. But this was just, wow. Yeah, I think I wanted to show it very re- realistically, very real, time. painfully. Yeah, yeah. Well, since that's mainly the end of the season, who do you think your MVP of this season was? The Hound. Yeah, I mean, I always go with the Hound or Arya. They're my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Tyrion's role is definitely diminished this season, but that's because it's like that in the books. I mean, he'll kick in next season again. He he will have a lot to do next season. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) I think any scene with him and Cersei was awesome this season. Just them bickering or the the councils that they had. And it was completely unnecessary, but I love the very minor subplot about Podrick. (laughs) Yeah, how, like every time he goes somewhere, there's just whispers about him <laughs> and his sexual prowess. Like to segue right into something a little more happier, uh, the Office finale. Now, Philby gave up on the Office after Michael Scott left and came back to it just for the finale, which uh, I'd like to get your opinion on how seamless that was coming back to that after all of them. The I watched the last three episodes and then the finale, so I kind of yeah. transitioned back. Um, I missed out on the whole... You know, Michael Wallace all of a sudden's back and all that, and David, David Wallace, Michael Wallace, uh, is Michael the Wallace is receiver the, that we had. My bad, and also the CNN announcer or whatever announcer, newscast announcer. Um, but yeah, so it was having David Wallace back was interesting, and I don't know, only in a reduced role. Well, I know it was a reduced role, and that's what she said was probably the best line that Michael Scott had. That was great to have Steve Carell back in his gray hair. But I also like that he took a back seat for the show since yeah. he already had his, in his words, he already had his own fun all I so the focus should not have been right Right, on right. Him. The, people, the focus was on the people who stuck with it. And real quick, I hate to flashback, but I want to speak on that. His finale, his last moment with Pam was amazing. Should have been the end of the series. A lot of people were saying that as you go along with The Office that you realize more and more that Pam is the main character that it's focused around. She's the heart of the show even though you think it's Jim, Dwight, Michael. It's, it's, it's really Jim. Pam. It's Jim. It's no, I do. Pam because her no, relationship with Michael is the best part of that show. Not her relationship with Jim. I mean, that's nice and all and it they kind of it's more behind the us. scenes until the last few seasons. Right. But her relationship with Michael was the most interesting because she hated him at first yet they were still some kind of Best friends. By On both end. finales, both when Michael left and this finale, it's always been Pam, Pam and mm-hmm. Michael, and Pam and Jim. And I love the line, I feel like all my kids grew up and got married to each other. <laughs> that or the fact it. that Michael Scott had to buy two iPhones to store all his pictures, mm-hmm. so he finally has the family plan that he wanted. And Ryan and Kelly running off together was classic. And by the way, real quick, just off subject, Mindy Kaling's show is actually really funny. Really? The Mindy I, I don't, don't want to like it. 
Stay tuned for like the second half of the first season. It gets so much better. Oh. The first half of the season, not great. You can see promise, but it gets so much better. It's basically Kelly the show, which I would love because well, I love that character. While we're off topic, I do want to plug a show that I have not seen even a minute of, but I've heard it's really good. It's <laughs> Hannibal. I know. I, I'm, I'm going to just go through the whole first season once it's over, but I've heard it's really great, and I really want to watch So I'm going to put a plug out there because... I heard it just got renewed for a second season. I'm really rooting oh, for that yeah. show. It's uh, the guy who was the bad guy in the first uh, Casino Royale. He is uh, Hannibal in this one. <laughs> a show that I liked is now canceled, Happy Endings. And, I mean, it was good for cheap laughs occasionally. USA was thinking about picking it up. Yeah, then but, they said no. But then they said no, so they ended on a, bad, they ended on a neutral note. Kind of stunk. I heard that show was pretty funny, though. It, I mean, the first season, again... Takes a little bit to get into. It's like Parks and Rec. They had to find their groove, yeah, especially you in just comedies. Gotta get, you got to hit your stride. Just like and The Office, they, when they started stop going off the UK version, they, they really hit, hit their, their stride, and then they canceled it. Let's talk about first seasons because I think there are very few shows that really hit it early. I Archer Arrested did it. Archer did it. You're right. What else? Bob's Burgers. I agree. That show is amazing. Uh, community hit pretty strong. I like how they started the new Archer season with the, him as Bob in Bob's Burgers, having no idea where he's at, yeah. and segueing into the new season of Archer. And here's the thing. I actually wanted it to go on longer. I wanted more of a crossover between those I'm two. surprised they even did that. I mean, I guess Fox owns both shows, so it's easy for them to have the rights to do it. I will say this. H. John Benjamin is the greatest voice actor out there. Oh, hands down. They tried to do that live-action show, H. John Benjamin Has a Van, and it flopped. It's funny, it was though. okay. It I was funny. It. But they still didn't renew it for a well, second the funny, season. The funny thing about him being a voice actor is one of my favorite roles is just him as the talking can in Wet Hot American Summer. Of course. Uh, I mean, I understand he's got a great voice, but he didn't have the face for live-action TV. No, I thought that he wrote most of it, too, and some of the gags are really funny where he's in the bathroom stalls and he's asking <laughs> if, they wanna, if they want to play, uh, what's the game Cash called? Stall. Cash Stall. Cash Stall, where he asks the questions <laughs> underneath the stalls. And you can't shoot here. And they put, like, a big check mark up on it. But Good it show. still was... I mean, he's still still got canceled, right? It shouldn't be. Well, Comedy not... Central is really quick to pull the trigger on most shows when they cancel. That's Michael Ian Black's running joke: is that every single show he's ever done for Comedy Central gets canceled. Have you ever watched a show called Dog Bites Man? It was about a fake news crew it. doing real—not real stories, but stories with real people. And it's Zach Galifianakis. It's um, a bunch of other people. No, a bunch of other people. No one's ever heard of, but you've seen them in other things. And it's very funny. They only did one season. It was on Netflix for a while, but it is hilarious. And it's like Zach Galifianakis' first role. Not on Netflix anymore? No. Uh, Speaking of first seasons of shows and Arrested Development, and, and we're on the topic of Netflix shows, thank you, Toby. I'd like to talk about <laughs> House of Cards, which, just putting that out there, I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Great casting, great show. They put just the right amount of money into it, just the right amount of interest. Kevin Spacey's already signed for a second season. Oh, good. Okay. They really... Had an awesome. They have an awesome show on their hands. Uh, yeah, House it's of Cards. Critically acclaimed. Everyone loves it. That was a phenomenal way to start. Hemlock Grove was a big trip up the stairs. I did not watch that. And I watched Hemlock the first Grove episode. Stunk. I had had a few. Uh, I mean, that's that's how it's going to be with those kind of shows, though. It's hit or miss. I'd had a few apple juices when I watched Hemlock Grove. 
and didn't love it, but I thought, well, maybe I'm just, you know, well, not in the right state of mind. Hemlock Grove was better than any of the uh, Amazon.com premieres. I have not watched any yeah, of those. Yeah, I'm not going to watch Zombieland, that. without any of the original actors, Zombieland, the TV show, it is just not interested. Walking um, Dead's the only good zombie show on TV. Well, Game of Thrones, fact. but that doesn't count because they're White Walkers. But about House of Cards, I liked it. I wish the ending had been a little more bookended, like it hadn't been so open. That's like a nitpick. It's but fine. I mean, that opens it up for the next season. And that's I mean, fine. If there's going to be a next season. Well, I mean, they, they signed him for two seasons. They signed everyone for two seasons. Oh, from the start? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Because, I mean, they knew they pretty much had a winner on their hands when they signed David Fincher to direct a few episodes, Kevin Spacey. I think my thing is I like the... Uh, from what I can tell, British way of doing things where you don't assume you have another season and you will contain that crap. Um, That's why the BBC is tops. They are. And while we're at it, suggesting shows no one's ever heard of, watch Peep Show. It's hilarious. That's on Netflix as well. It's not anymore. Oh. It's is on Hulu, though. That, is that one of those that they just recently dropped because of the contracts? Oh, Netflix? I don't well, know. I'm sure if they dropped it, it was a contract thing. Netflix people, is picky with their People shows. freak out about that, but like they put up shows, they take down shows. And really, if you just do a Google search, you can find something to stream in about five minutes. And pe- they had all of those James Bond movies on there, and then they dropped them all except for Thunderbolt. All right, well, they'll be up later. Whatever. Um, yeah, that, there's a hundred other things to watch. Uh, Peep Show was on Netflix. It is on Hulu, though, and it is... If I describe it to you, it's going to sound like a dumb sitcom, but it is seriously one of the funniest shows I've ever watched and there are only right now eight seasons or seven six episodes each so it's like oh. one season of an American TV show it's like Sherlock there's three episodes in oh, one season which Sherlock even. is coming back in about a couple months so we won't get it in America for a while unless we stream it which we all probably will because Sherlock's awesome it really is speaking of Sherlock just a quick little segue into Star Trek Philby hasn't seen it yet but did you enjoy Benedict Cumberbatch in Star Trek to a point, I'm going to, uh, spoiler alert, he is not Khan in that movie. He's not that's the character name. of Khan. I under- yeah, exactly. That's his name. That's it. Whatever, I would be willing to let that go. They did a really interesting thing two-thirds of the way through the movie where it seemed like he was going to be a kind of good guy, like an anti-hero. And that would have been a really interesting take. Like, hey, this is an alternate universe. Wouldn't it be cool if this big villain from the original universe... But, I mean, he kind of is. You can see his motivations behind his thing. So you're sympathetic. You, you're, it's not a big... I, mean, I wouldn't care if he got away. Right. But, like, wouldn't it be more interesting if he wasn't the main villain? If he No, because was, there'd be no villain to fight against. There'd be Peter no Peter Weller. What? Peter Weller. Yeah, maybe. I just... I if think the movie could have gone that's in kind a of like That's kind of like Django, where they... They spoiler alert. They kill Leonardo DiCaprio three fourths of the way through the movie, and they have a bad guy who's not even really that much of a bad guy. But you there's don't know no that well. I mean, you do, Philby, because you watch his show. But... Just fine. <laughs> there's no background to that though. Like there's no precedent. Like we were sp- going into the Star Trek movie. You're, most people are supposed to know who Khan is and like go, "Oh my God!" I think Khan. no. I think it's the opposite. I think star- these Star Trek movies were a reboot for audiences. Like. Such like Philby and myself, who hadn't seen much of the original. Agreed, that was kind of the idea, and I don't know why they chose the most famous villain from Star Trek to do. But um, the same thing with Batman; they brought back the Joker. Everyone knows Joker. Come on, not everybody. Not everyone. Everyone knows who the Joker is. No, because now the Joker is Heath Ledger to everyone. 
not to you, but to most people. No, but I disagree. To normal I people. Everyone, to anyone born in like the mid-90s and onward, that's the Joker. I completely disagree. Everyone knows Superman, Lex Luthor, Batman, Joker, Spider-Man. No, not everyone. You're just making an assumption because we think that that's how it should be. I'm not sure if I agree. Well, All right, whatever. But no, you let's... don't want to agree because you want to live in a world where everyone does know <laughs> that. The standings are two to one on everybody knows who the Joker is. Dude, he's in the song. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Joe, Joker got away. Again, really, that's a generational thing, though. No one Everyone knows that song. All right, whatever. That's not the point. I'm saying it would be okay if they did con, but sorry, too loud. They took the last half hour of that of Wrath of Khan of Star Trek Two and just. But I've never it. seen that, so it was fine for me. But it wasn't as interesting as in Wrath of Khan. I, how would I, I know? Didn't how like would I know? Movie. I have no. I have no point of reference. But I thought you didn't like the movie. No, I liked the movie. I just thought that there was no definitive arc in the story. There was no beginning or end. It just it's one main mission that just kind of blurred throughout the movie. See, it's bad on two levels. No, I thought I enjoyed it though. I thought it was good. I don't think... I, I think it was, it was a hand-fisted 9-11 truth or conspiracy wet dream. Excuse me. Should I not say that word? All right, let me say it again. Well, you can cut it. I think it was a bad 9-11 truth or fantasy. No, I just thought it was stupid that they typed it on Into Darkness just because everything has to be dark these days. Like, Thank you. I do agree Star with that, Trek. too. And Transformers. Dark Side of the Moon, right? No. Isn't it dark? I don't even know what dark it's called. Dark of the moon. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> what about but here, the dark knight? But dark here's the thing. That knight, tone, but that's good because Batman's a brooding hero. Exactly. Not a, he's like an anti-hero. And I actually wanted Dark Knight Rises to be more realistic, ironically, because I usually don't like the realism thing with superheroes, but I wanted Dark Knight Rises to be more realistic, like Dark Knight. Dark Knight was perfect, and it's very realistic. It's very Batman fighting crime not and it even segues into today's uh, NSA surveillance thing because Morgan Freeman has that technology and he doesn't want it and that's another good point that's a movie I can hold up as hey I disagree with this movie's morals but I still love it yeah Bruce Wayne is the NSA and Morgan yeah. Freeman is the, the voice Bruce of the Wayne's people. George W yeah well I wouldn't go that far I, I mean that's a bit of a stretch but it's still it's a little important. bit of a stretch that's an Iron Man 3. Hey, I love Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, wait, too. thoughts on that? I, oh, I liked it. When I saw it again, 2D with an empty bladder, I loved it. I think, well, I don't know. They didn't spiral as much as I thought they were going to. I think your point about Guy Pierce not having a great motivation, that's fair. I think he was just a you know war profiteer, which it is... It just feels like they, they threw him in there. It was definitely, it was light years better than the second one. I mean, there's no doubting that, but... Uh, I just couldn't, like, guy, he's just there. See it again. Focus more on Tony. See it again with an empty bladder. It's yeah. <laughs> true. I had that problem yeah, as well. No, the 3D was awful. Um, oh, okay. And your point about the suits not being used is fair. I could probably come up with a BS reason why they weren't I just he's Iron Man and his suit is him, and I realize that's the whole point of the movie is that he's not his suit, he's Tony, but that's a lie. He's but a I, hero and he uses his suit, and that's the point of him being a superhero. I don't care about him sulking around with a little kid in, in the South. Oh, but I love those scenes. I love the scenes with the kid. Robert Downey Jr. is good, but he's the same thing in every movie. I want to see him in a suit fighting crime. I, but he did that, too. Yeah, but it was like when the stakes, it was already predetermined like what was going to happen by the time he had his suit on. Fair enough, but I think I, I think it captured, like it, it got the idea that he is a hero at, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, he had a change heart. of heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Oh, see, I mean, it wasn't even intentional. But he still, like, could pull it off without the suit. He could still 
build his little gadgets and stuff and and be a hero. Well, now there are reports though that he might not or uh, Robert Downey. Robert Downey Jr. There are reports that Robbie da- Robert Downey Jr. might not sign back on because he might command too much money and Marvel might not buck up. Do you think if those three movies stood alone with the Avengers that that would be a good arc for Iron Man? I'd have to see who they cast for the new one. Well, but say they don't cast them. Say that those movies are standalone. Would they do an Avengers 2 without him? Or what? That's I would question. hope they would have him in the new one and kill him, at least. How do you, how do you kill well, they'd Tony Stark? Well, they'd still have to pay uh, Robert Downey Jr. to be in that movie, and to do that, they'd have to... They'd yeah, they'd kill mess him. up somebody for that one movie and kill him, at least. So then I'd they, can, rather, they can reboot the whole... No, no, end. don't bring him back. Like, have, you know, Don Cheadle fill in. heroes, yeah. Well, Don Cheadle does is supposed to fill in Warhammer or what's his name? Uh, War, Machine War Machine is supposed to take over for Tony in a while. And also, he doesn't really picture. even do much. He's just a talking head in the third movie. He just gets captured. And like, oh, damn. that's like the point, though. Like he's 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 Tony Stark if he bowed to a higher authority. It's like uh, Hawkeye in uh, Avengers. That's like the one big flaw with Avengers is <laughs> Hawkeye is a kind of a bad guy, but he does kind of. Prove his worth in the last third of it. Yeah. I think this is my thing with what I think will be my thing with Man of Steel, and is my issue not with Chris Nolan's movies, but what I think they might inspire, and why I love Avengers. And I'm not making up this phrase, so apologies for whoever I read this from. There's a lack of unironic earnestness in superhero movies. Avengers had it. But I think DC movies aren't having it lately, at least not well, Superman. It's a hard line to draw with DC and Marvel because they're two different kinds of. But what's weird though is DC should have it more than Marvel. Marvel was always the more gritty, realistic thing. Not gritty, maybe not so much, but more realistic comic universe. And DC was always the fantastical aliens and technology and stuff. And I want, I just, I want more hope in these movies, not. Distancing yourself from the comic book genre, I guess. And it worked, what I'm saying is it worked with Batman. It did. I don't think it will work with other ones. Well, they said in the new Superman movie that it's a world where Bruce Wayne could still be in because they really want to pump that Justice League movie out, which, like, I don't even think, I'm very but, much against that. But it's so interesting to have a world where Bruce Wayne is. That's fine, there is a world where they exist together. I just don't care if I see that movie or not. Justice League. Marvel's what, one thing. What if they filmed it? In, what if they filmed it in Pittsburgh? <laughs> Pump some That's money. That's your contribution to this conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, they could get some money to the city of Pittsburgh. They already filmed Dark Knight Rises here. Well, I know, but if they did a Wonder League or a I Justice League or a Wonder Woman movie here, a Wonder Woman movie would need to be made by Joss Whedon. Let's face it, because um, she's too Just like how. J.J. Abrams is now filming the new Star Wars. The new Star. Uh, I'm Wars still on the fence about that. If he's open about it, if, if you, you want the get best, it, you got to go to the best. He's a good. Who would you have direct the new Star Wars? I don't know, but he's a good <laughs> filmmaker. James Cameron. James. He Cameron. would be good. Actually. No, J.J. Abrams is a good filmmaker, of course. But I don't like his whole, oh, I'm not going to tell you who the villain of Star Trek is. We'll just show a lens flare and have someone... I don't even mind a lens flare. I just don't like the whole secrecy thing. The whole, oh, he could be caught, he couldn't be, oh, I don't know. No, Let's... admit it, you love that. Well, otherwise, what reason would you have for using the internet? I used to love it, but then I realized with Star Trek Into Darkness, it does not work all the time. Sometimes it works. 
Sometimes it's fun when you hear. Well, it's oh. like, that, like, it's like uh, Dark Knight Rises with uh, Miranda T to tell you. Oh, See, cool. I think they should have cut that. No, I thought that was awesome. I gasped in uh, gasped in the movie theater. It would have been so much cooler if Bane was the main villain. I like Bane as a villain. I love. But he Bane. still was the main villain throughout. Mm, no, he kind of got. She was his... behind the scenes. She funded it. It didn't work as much to me. Oh, I disagree. Okay, I figured her out about halfway through the oh, movie. Oh, me too. I had no idea. I mean, I, I thought that would be her, but then I forgot about it for a while until she showed up and stabbed him. Let me rephrase this. I liked it when I saw it, and then I thought about it, and I didn't like it. Um, I, I still like that movie. I think it's a good movie. It's a, It definitely has the emotional weight that it should have had. It has yeah, the emotional Yeah, I like the, they, the scale that they made it on. It was It, was, it, still it wasn't was, one or two guys just killing a few people. It was the whole city... But I kind of wanted it to go more realistic, ironically, even though I don't usually like that direction. But with Batman, with Dark Knight especially, I wanted it to be more about crime and less about terrorism. Can you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman, Philby? Uh, Yeah. With the funny, my name's Robin. (laughs) Disagree. I didn't like that. Uh, I had an initial bad reaction to it. It's fine that his name's Robin, but if, if you... If he becomes Batman, that's what I would want. Exactly. I want Bruce Wayne as Batman. I don't want some other guy. And I'm not even a big DC guy. Even like a Batman Beyond type situation where they... No one not the the Justice League. go for that. Not for the Justice League. Oh. I want Batman. I want Bruce Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Wayne is haunted by tragedy. This is my... Yeah, but he, this uh, the guy who was Robin... Joseph Gordon Levitt, he was an orphan too. It's the same backstory he's relating. He knew. But it's not as good. Come on. Well, we wouldn't know. We haven't dug into it that much. I guess, but. But hey, it was filmed in Pittsburgh, so. So hey, I mean, hey, that works for me. (laughs) He flies over the buildings. So, I've had enough of this nerd fest, and I'd like to talk about what music I've been listening to recently. Real quick, real quick. Real quick. It's been Florida Georgia Line Cruise, the original, not the this Nelly remix, and I also got into the Dawes because they are going to be in Pittsburgh on Tuesday, the 18th, I believe. So, I'm pretty pumped for that concert, and Florida Georgia Line is the business. The two things I've been listening to are the Nationals' new album, Trouble Will Find Me. It's great. Go out and pay for it. We just saw them in concert uh, last week. They were fantastic. They're really great. Uh, the other new album I'm listening to is Yeezus by Kanye West, new, the newest father. Uh, so that's interesting. The album is very interesting itself. It's very short. It's really good. It hits hard. So I also recommend you go out and listen to that. Are you listening to anything? Uh, nothing new, but I've been listening to a lot of Guided by Voices, which is a band that's been around for about 29 years, give or take a few years, because they broke up, apparently, from, like, 2004 to 2008, maybe. Um, they're a good band, though. You should listen to them. As always, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. We'd like to thank Bees, the newest member of our crew. Bees, whatever you do, take care of your shoes. And we'd like to thank everybody for rejoining us after our brief hiatus. And please spread the word.